Dan, this is a big week for the United States. Big holiday yes, week. Yeah. Usually there's not much going on this week, at least around where I'm working here. Everything's quiet. Everyone's preparing. Everyone's traveling. And it's kind of a, it's, it's kind of nice having it quiet. <laughs> yeah, it's a uh, holiday week. Uh, I, I keep wanting to say holiday weekend. It's a holiday week. This is Thanksgiving 2023. And uh, I know that we have a lot going on around here. Uh, I am still a firewood delivery service and I'm still delivering wood. In fact, I'll be delivering wood on uh, Wednesday, the busiest day of the the busiest Ooh. day of the travel year, I'll be out on the road delivering firewood. Wow. What about uh, the day after Black Friday? Uh, I <laughs> I will be getting a haircut. Wow. <laughs> yeah, my I have a my hairstylist. I know it sounds weird. I've been going to her for over 20 ish years now, and they had a death in the family and I missed my my haircut. So I've, if you've looked, if you've noticed, I've been a little shaggy in my recent videos. I will uh, be losing some weight here when I go get my hair. Did <laughs> <laughs> she give you a Black Friday discount? No. Uh, the reason that's worked out though, uh, there is, I deliver firewood to this uh, gentleman. He had a, a food truck and he just now bought a brick and mortar location. And he, has been having a lot of red tape issues and getting uh his his ticket to open you know his occupancy yep. whatever that the certification is he's having all kinds of trouble with the hoods and and uh his uh, fire suppression system in there so he's finally got it open and uh, he's all out of firewood and i'm taking him a delivery on friday the day after thanksgiving and he is literally right next to where I get my hair cut. So it, it worked out. I'm maximizing my my mileage. But you won't be looking all nice and cleaned up for Thanksgiving dinner. No, I won't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Our Thanksgiving dinner might be a little non-traditional this year. We have a number of family members who are sick. Uh-oh. Yeah. And I think we're, my nephew, my niece and nephew have this, I mean, we call it a barn, but it's a very nice modern new construction pole barn with radiant floor heat. And uh, I think we're going to be having Thanksgiving dinner in there and we're going to be a little spread out. Yeah. Do you usually yeah. do like the same, the same thing every year? Do you go to the same family members or do you switch it up year to year? We, we do the same thing every year. My sister is in charge of Thanksgiving, of, in charge of the turkey. My mom, uh, my mom, uh, she passed back in the, like 2012. My mom, you know, she didn't go to, she wasn't in, she, did, she wasn't a formally trained chef, but the world lost one of the best cooks when, when she passed her, she just could cook like it was no one's business. And she always did the Thanksgiving dinner. So my sister took on those responsibilities when she got older and um, she has the recipe to the secret uh, family uh, oyster stuffing <laughs> for, for, our for our turkey. The 
my family came from Germany in the early 1700s and they uh, lived in the Piedmont region of Virginia. So a lot of our family recipes that have followed us throughout the generations have a lot of seafood in it. So that's why we have this oyster stuffing for our, for our turkeys. That sounds not very appetizing. <laughs> uh, I'm here to tell you it is. <laughs> Although my wife, um, she is nauseated by it. <laughs> uh, yeah, that yeah. my uh, my mom is the same way. She we've been going to the farm every year, ever since I left and moved away to college. But she prepares a huge meal, all kinds of stuff. Oh wow! And I think you know she just that's something she just enjoys doing. So all my siblings, my brother and sister, we go down there to the farm and we spend the day just eating and then doing nothing and then eating again and then taking leftovers home when we leave because there's right. so much food. So you don't travel far then for Thanksgiving? Nope. About an hour. Uh-huh. And then how many people usually show up for this dinner? Um, between like my... How, like how brothers. many families are involved? Uh, just our immediate, like my brothers and sisters. And then every now and then like a cousin or two might stray in just randomly show up because my mom talked to him like the week before and invited him over. <laughs> right. <laughs> so yeah. it's, but usually it's just my, my brothers and sisters, my mom and dad. Uh-huh. I think Thanksgiving is a great holiday. I love it. I do too. It, I, it might I, be one of my favorite. I love the placement of it as well because you get Thursday off and Friday. <laughs> <laughs> you have a long weekend going in, you know, after the holiday. Well, I can tell that you're not in the firewood industry at a professional level. <laughs> well, that's the beauty of being a hobbyist. <laughs> that's why I started laughing because I was like, oh, I queued this one up here pretty good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, who would have known it? That's one of the weird realities of my professional existence in the firewood industry. When I used to work for the man with my khaki pants and my button-down shirts, if I had to work extra or come in on my day off or work through a holiday, I just had smoke coming out my ears and I just hated life and everything about the world was wrong. <laughs> Can I be any more clear, you know, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm serious now that I, I deliver firewood, it's my own business. I don't, it doesn't bother me at all. I'm going to be delivering in the driving rain today. I had a restaurant forget the call and they're in a tight spot and I'm going to come through for them. It just doesn't bother me at all. So you, so you are going to have Thanksgiving will be like your only day off of the week and weekend probably um yeah i took sunday off we had a good football day and that was also the day we fired up our outdoor wood furnace for the season which is really Ooh. late in the it's just been so warm so i didn't deliver any wood on sunday we watched the browns and then i spent all day firing up my furnace you know it's an all-day event for me we it takes a long time for it to come up <laughs> for it to come up the temperature responsibly. And then I always get an air pocket for whatever reason. I got to help get that bled out and make sure everything's working before nighttime comes. Wow. <clears throat> I, uh, 
I have a complete opposite. I just hit the switch and and go. <laughs> <laughs> Light the fire, hit the switch, and I'm off and rolling. Really? So you go from like the water temperature of 50 degrees to what's your operating temperature on yours? What's your 160 range? to 170. Okay. Yeah. You don't worry about, I don't know. I, I just, I have, I remember when I was little, we had one of these Corel dishes of uh, corn was in it and it was in the refrigerator and we put it on the burner and it like broke into pieces because, you know, it got too hot too fast for whatever reason i have that in my head and i when there is uh what is this called thermal expansion or something because there's a lot of joints and welds and seams in these outdoor wood furnaces uh, i just let that temperature come up slowly well i mean the temperature comes up slowly because you're not obviously going to heat 250 gallons of water instantly but i think that's where I've, I've heard it done both ways. Like I've heard guys say, get your water temperature up and then start Send circulating. <laughs> yeah. But for me, it's kind of like if you start circulating your pump, you know, then as your water warms, it slowly gets circulated through and keeps moving around. Yeah, I can Not see a- that. There is a way for me to make my pump run all the time. I have one of these traditional Honeywell um, nine pin relays on it and you like jump two of the wires and it will run. And, uh, the lady who I bought my furnace from, she tells me every year what these terminals are, but I can't remember what they are. <laughs> <laughs> if the terminals had letters, I would probably remember what, when she gives them numbers and as it goes in one ear and out the other. So, so how did everything go then? You get everything up and running and, or, <laughs> Were there any uh, complications? (laughs) You're wanting me to tell this story. Um, (laughs) I had a slight problem. I got it all fired up. I brought it up the temperature. I kicked it on. There was an air pocket. So there's just a simple procedure with you open up one valve and you close another and it helps purge all the air out of the line. So we were getting hot air in the house. Everything's fine. And then um, just throughout the day, I would hear it kick on, and I always walk over. Do you do this, Dan? Do you go over and, like, put your foot on the register and just feel the heat? Uh, yes, that's I another do. Way, <laughs> that's another way I can tell if there's a problem because I just know the operating temperature of it. And if it's off or cold, I know we have a problem. I do the exact same thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I heard the furnace kick on. So I go over and I put my foot in front of the register and it's blowing out cold air. And I go, huh, we have another air pocket. This is weird. It's never done that before. So I go outside. I open the one valve. I shut the other. I'm feeling the water shooting out and it was, it was hot. And I'm thinking, well, what the heck's going on here? So I shut everything and I think we got a problem inside the house. I turn around and I hear this humming noise. And I'm looking at my air conditioner running uh, on the side of my house. The air conditioner is running. And <laughs> so that explains why we were blowing out cold air. And my furnace and my air conditioner were in a duel. They're trying to see oh, which my. one had supremacy. Yeah, so somehow we have two of those traditional square Honeywell thermostats right next to each other uh, on the wall inside the house. And the one is for you know, the house, the forced air furnace and the air conditioner. 
and the other one is for my outdoor wood furnace. So there's that switch for heat off and cool. And when we had, when we thought we turned it off to off, we went from off to cold. (laughs) (laughs) So the outdoor wood furnace was heating up the house and the air conditioner was trying to cool it down. It was cooling it off. My, oh my. Well. (laughs) (laughs) Other than that, everything went great. Everything other than that, small, good thing you were home to uh, monitor that. Otherwise, you would have really been, uh, you've been using a lot of wood and getting no, no yeah. heat in the house. Uh huh. And I don't, I've, it's, I don't lay, do you cover your, what is that out in the yard? The condenser? Do you cover that in the off season? I lay a board across mine, but I don't like put a tarp or anything over it. I could have probably burned it up doing that. You know? Yeah. I don't know. Well, that's that's definitely an interesting uh, <laughs> walk over and feel cold air come flowing out of your bed. Yeah, it was cold too. I was thinking, what the heck? I got it's supposed to be 170 degrees, and it was it was 65. You know? Yeah, that would uh, that would throw me for a loop as well. Uh huh. So for you and your job, because you have a real job. Uh, are you off now for the whole week? I am are not you, off. Are you? Are no. you always on call? You got responsibilities. What do you got going on? I am uh, working Monday through Wednesday, and then I have Thursday, Friday off. So it's just kind of the traditional, probably standard holiday work week for Thanksgiving. Yeah. So is your job? Are you the type where when you are off, you are off? Or are you never off? When I'm off, I'm off. I'm I'm out of here. When I walk really? away from my desk, I'm done for the day. So the, the boss, the boss is never going to call you and say, "Dan, we have something for you to fix for us." Well, it it could happen, but very rarely. There's a very slim chance of that happening. I think it would be more or less. Um, there's there's always somebody else like that's on or available and so yeah i don't i don't ever see that happening if there was something going on i would have to you know probably just jump back on and and take care of it the good thing is that if i did need to go back into work i could just go upstairs to my office that's where you know that's going into work <laughs> going upstairs to my office so it's not like i have to drive into a office somewhere or you know yeah so that's pretty good. Yeah, I had, I think back upon my days when I had a real job and I get triggered every now and then from uh, comments on my YouTube channel where, you know, I've, I did a video and someone didn't like it or they it wasn't good enough, you know, and it just reminds me of when I used to have a job. I had this one boss. It didn't matter what I did or how I did it. Uh, no matter how successful the outcome was, it was never it was never right, or it wasn't good enough, or I didn't do it fast enough, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that was always a learning experience too, because when you deal with a person like that, you eventually come to the conclusion that it doesn't matter what I do, so why try at all, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I I need to like express myself more on some of my replies on these uh on some of these comments 
you know, oh, where they say, you know, this video wasn't good enough. And I'm thinking, well, your comment isn't good enough. You know, so we're, <laughs> it's, a, it's a tie. <laughs> that is where in the, uh, I guess, in the spirit of Thanksgiving, I am thankful that I, for whatever reason, throughout my adult years have developed a, I don't know what really what it is, just a sense of being able to not really, to take stuff in like that, read comments and not give a crap about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know if that's all that true for you, Dan, because you're the one that will uh, retaliate Well, <laughs> more when, than others. When, sometimes <laughs> when it's needed, see, this is where a lot of times I, I struggle because I think sometimes people need to be called out, but then other times not everything needs a reaction. So, you know, it, it is a delicate dance to do, but for the most part, I mean, I have hundreds of comments that I, if I would leave responses to, I don't know what would be happening right now. I mean, that would, yeah. would consume my day. I would be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I don't know. I, I do know 99% of my comments are, are well intended. And yeah, there's always the troll out there, I guess, but. Uh, I am, uh, genuinely, I don't know, Dan, it's just weird when I tell people what I do or people in town who know me have, you know, found out what I do. Uh, I just have to, <laughs> I just got to pause and think, wow, this is really cool. How all this happened. <laughs> it know? is, it is very cool. And there's another thing to be thankful for, you know, this, how this all came together and just, I mean, look at. Four years ago, I had no idea who you were or who uh -huh. hundreds of people that I met were. And now here we are, you know, we have a podcast, we communicate with people through and we have YouTube channels and it's just Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. Yeah, it's just fascinating. Yeah. I agree. And I also know that we came very close to to, to quitting. Uh, very soon into our YouTube existence uh, because we experienced rapid growth. And, you know, I didn't know when we've posted our first few videos, it was just, yeah, just get them out on the internet and see what happens. And uh, we had such a positive response that it got weird fast. <laughs> and it, it, it I, we needed to process everything that was going on, you know. Uh, because you know, we had people showing up at the house and this and that, and it, you know, and it was just a little scary, but everyone was well intended, but it was still weird. And then, um, but you know, then I don't know, once we figured out what we wanted to do and what our goals were, we just went for it, and it's just been a joy. I enjoy there is <sighs> this is hard for me to explain. I, um, I've never been a workaholic, it's not that I'm lazy, but. You know, my interests are elsewhere. I was like this one guy I used to work with. He had said, you know, I want to do a good job, but my job is not my passion because he would always get uh, dinged on his month, his uh, quarterly review that he is not passionate about what he does. <laughs> and his reply was, the reason is, the reason I appear that way, it is because I am not passionate about what I do. I'm passionate about my family, about my life outside of work, about my hobbies and my job is something that helps me facilitate those things you know while that's going on i still want to do a good job 
I don't want to be a burden on the company. I want to provide value, but I'm not passionate about it. And that's the way I was too. I think that he pretty much summed up, you know, everything that uh, uh, was going through my head with, with work, you know, having to keep the yeah. house, keep food on the table, <laughs> keep gas in the gas tank. It, if I could have done that working at Burger King in town, I would have done it. Uh, but you know, I had my job, but uh, I was not passionate about it. And it wasn't that I was lazy. It's just the way I was. I was passionate about other things. Uh, but now <laughs> with my firewood business, with my YouTube and the podcast, it's kind of different. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> different in a good way. Right. And that's what, and that's the one thing that with, you know, you like with me, it's, I started out, I still have a strong passion for firewood and all that stuff, but I've also now started to, I don't know, just get more into like possibly building the brand through YouTube. Like, you know, people talk about building a brand or building your IP, like your intellectual property. Like there's just so much you can do through social media. It's crazy. It's really uh, been eye-opening these last, like this last year I really started diving deep <laughs> getting into the future what is the future because you know that's the one thing i don't think a lot of us look at is when we start something like youtube what is the off-road what is the off-ramp eventually going to be you know yeah. so i don't know i just think that youtube offers so many different possibilities somebody can just do it for as a hobbyist <laughs> <laughs> Someone can just do it for fun, for, you know, no, so many, some people do it. That's their job. I mean, Adam, hometown acres, his main occupations, content creator. So I don't know. I'm just, I'm just thankful stuff like that is out there for not only me, but others. I agree. And I also want to thank you for teaching me a new word today. IP. Oh, yes. Yeah. That's, I thought that was something I do when I drink too much Dr. Pepper, but whatever. <laughs> well, it is. It is. Yeah. I, uh, I admire you, Dan, in your, um, what you had called your building your brand. Uh, whatever I do on YouTube and my social media, you are times 10. I mean, you have a coordinated campaign. I think it's very admirable and you're a an excellent example for others well thank you uh, I, yeah <laughs> yeah it's it's and maybe we can get into this in a future episode because there is a lot to you know it's like i said there's just so many different levels you can take something like social media too and i think where a lot of people don't realize what some people are doing or trying to do is build a brand or build something that you know, is recognizable and like the whole IP thing, like just, you know, there's a lot you can do with it. I mean, everything from, you know, t-shirts, merchandise, websites, everything. You got to yeah. have a coordinated attack. Dan, here's what I'm thinking. I think it is time to start a new Thanksgiving podcast tradition. And this is called what I am thankful for rapid fire. Oh, all right. All right, so uh, we're going to start the clock, and then I am going to say the first thing that comes to mind that I'm thankful for, and you must immediately reply, and we go back and forth until the time is over. You think you can do this? 
Yes. So I I reply with something something I'm thankful for, and then you reply yes. with something you're thankful for. Okay, back and forth. Here we go. Yes. All right. I'm ready. Start start the clock. All right. Here we go. Chainsaws. Log splitters. Firewood. Tractors. PVs. Outdoor wood boilers. Yoga pants. <laughs> My wife. <laughs> <laughs> My truck when it runs properly. Uh, my laptop. <laughs> my Fisker's splitting axe. Uh, my Van Dusen axe. The Yappa 405. The Yappa 365. <laughs> Easton made axis. Easton made 37D. <laughs> my shipping container. My tree service guy. <laughs> Log hauler, Jesse. I should mention him by name. Rick. <laughs> <laughs> YouTube. The Woodhounds. Facebook. Social media. <laughs> the people who comment on our channels. The people who view our videos. The Woodhound community when they show up for a regional event. Uh, and I think just... It's a given, obviously, like family, friends, all of that stuff. That's what I'm going to end on right there. I like it. Yeah, I was thinking of, I'm, I just got some names that have just popped into my head. I got like Rick, Obi, Marlon, Mark, Robbie, um, you. Timon, Timon. Yeah, Timon. Yeah. Um, Scheib. Bob Nelson. Outside with Scheib. Wild Adam. Bill Irwin, <laughs> <laughs> Sushi Man Sam. There we go. The list just goes. That's it's it's tough to name them because you forget people. Yeah, you don't want to forget anyone uh, out there. So, but I think everyone is. Uh, we're all part of the same team, and uh, I, I appreciate everyone. Captain Jack over there at Log Cabin Firewood. And I know he listens to the podcast, so there's a little shout out to him. Yeah. And how about, you know, Joe at Joe's premium firewood. Yep. Yeah. The guy, you know, I think he's the guy that probably that started all this, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. The saw surgeon. Yes. The one. saw surgeon. <laughs> um, Neighbor Doug, Adam. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Larry and Robin. Oh my goodness. Yeah. We, yeah. <clears throat> this is, this could go on and on and on. We're going to be late for Thanksgiving dinner. <laughs> yeah, this could. That's good. All right. Well, Dan, how about maybe it's time we strike up the band and let's wish everyone a happy Thanksgiving and safe travels uh, to and from your location. Yes. And just once again, a huge thank you to all of you who tune in and have been following the podcast, making it grow. Um, couldn't be more happy with, you know, how things have been going. The downloads we've been seeing and yeah it's just it's been really great so thank you for making the woodhounds the number one firewood podcast in the world that's right and you can catch us on all of your major streaming platforms and on our web website thewoodhounds.com and we try to post a new episode uh, uploaded every wednesday 5 a.m eastern yeah all right. Well, Joe, you have a happy Thanksgiving. Thank Enjoy you, Dan. Enjoy your time and with your family. You do the same, my good friend. 
I will and try. I want, yeah, and I want to tell you to stay safe, be cool, and have a happy Thanksgiving. <laughs>